0: United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Joining us on POTUS, Sarhang Hamasayid, who is Director of Middle East Programs at the United States Institute of Peace. He is tweeting at Sarhang, S-A-L-A-R. Sarhang, welcome back. Thank you for being on POTUS today.
1: Uh, good morning. Welcome. Uh, sorry. Good to be back with you.
0: I, I would like to get your uh, sort of overall take on this series of events. And maybe we just need to start with where we are right now uh, between the U.S. and Iran.
1: Uh, yeah, So uh, lots of developments in the trajectory of tensions between uh, Iran and the United States. And the most recent development uh, was uh uh, late last night, Iraq time, and uh, uh, actually looks like late last night, our time and early morning Iraq time where Iran uh, launched uh, uh, over a dozen missiles at uh, primarily two u s uh, two, two, two bases in Iraq that uh, host uh, American troops and coalition troops um, in, in a in Anbar province and further north in Erbil province. Uh, so far, no uh, reported casualties on the Iraqi side or the American side. And that is good news because uh, that may have become the symbolic response that Iran needed to um, send to the world and to the United States that it can it does not accept. And it is a retaliatory measure against um, the United States for killing uh, their uh, senior general, Qasem Soleimani, and one of their uh, uh, allies in Iraq, Abu Mahdi al-Muhandis. So we'll see that the, it has already drawn some um, yeah, condemnations and projections from within Iraq and from outside Iraq. Uh, but uh, this may this may be a, if this stays as this and there is no U.S. Uh, retaliatory response, this may be a good exit out of a very very serious situation.
0: It sounds to me almost like the symbolism of the U.S. airstrikes in Syria. In other words, they were very targeted, but. In some ways, minimally damaging, just enough to say, "Look, we're here. Don't go too far, but we're not going to take it any farther than this." And it sounds like Iran may have doing something similar to that.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so except that uh, the, uh, the the U.S. attack, um, in terms of killing a very senior general, um, is is different proportionally to what the response of Iran, uh, mm-hmm. in which if, if if indeed proven that there was no personal killed. Uh, Iran will put a show that this was a a slap, and the senior, uh, the supreme leader of Iran, Khamenei, has already indicated that. And uh, uh, Foreign Minister Zarif has already tweeted that this concludes their action if there is no further action from the United States. So yes, they may they may find this sufficient for now, but that doesn't mean the broader tensions and uh, slower and more simmering tensions between the United States uh, and Iran and between Israel and Iran and between the Gulf states and Iran will end. Uh, it may take other forms, just not the kind of action that could lead to an all-out war, That which was really, the, the stake was really high with this incident.
0: Sarhang Saeed with us. And, and it, it strikes me as I'm looking at the reaction internationally, there's a lawmaker from Russia. It's not somebody from the Putin government specifically. The German foreign minister or one of the ministers from Germany. Uh, Indeed, Mr. Uh, Mohammed Javad Zarif, who is the foreign minister of Iran, is the face of this, although we have heard a couple of tweets from the supreme leader. In the United States, it's really pretty much President Trump with a bit of the secretary of state. People are waiting for him to speak. And I wonder if there's a significance to this, and that is that President Trump... In some ways, his voice becomes preeminent, and I wonder if it drowns out any other attempts to be diplomatic as opposed to some of these other countries where there is a sense of plausible deniability with having surrogates, underlings, if you will, make a statement on behalf of the government, at which point maybe the ultimate leader of the country can come in and speak what is on his or her mind.
1: It's a complicated situation, and... uh, The president, the administration, and the other actors involved choose different methods of managing a very sensitive crisis. Uh, uh, The the strongest statements from the president uh, was meant to send uh, a clear message to Iran as a way of deterrence that um, if you act, we will act even more. And uh, it may have worked uh, that uh, the, 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 these threats uh, may have prevented Iran from uh, taking a more serious measure. But also, uh, I'm sure there has been a lot of diplomatic efforts maybe behind the scene uh, to, uh, to try to prevent uh, all of this from getting out of control. Um, so the symbolic or the statement, the public statement is one thing, but what ha- was happening behind Uh, closed doors through diplomatic channels and other. And uh, we'll find out maybe if Iran was promised other things um, uh, in in return for making its measures uh, more contained than it is. So I think there's a lot to unfold over the coming days and weeks. um, And we'll have a better judgment if the steps that the different sides took was sufficient or the right steps
0: or not. Excellent point also that we do not know everything that's happening. We can just judge by what we see, and that often is not indicative of everything that's going on. Sarhang Hamsi, Director of Middle East Programs at the United States Institute of Peace. I was reading one of your quotes where you were saying that uh, the Iraqis have wondered for years why the U.S. let Soleimani act freely in Iraq. They also have worried that any sort of action against Soleimani or Iran more broadly could result in an open confrontation between Washington and Tehran on Iraqi soil. Many Iraqis were critical of the U.S. for not doing more to curb the influence of Iran— but they're now concerned the U.S. may yet again not do enough to contain a wounded Iran and the PMF. So it seems that Iraq is inextricably intertwined with this as well.
1: Very much so. Very much so. I mean, the, I mean this is the talk of the, the hour for everybody in Iraq, whether you are a politician, whether you are um, a, a, an ordinary citizen. And the, the concerns are the same. That they do not want their country to be a battleground for either direct or proxy confrontation uh, between uh, Iran and the United States, and the concern is that they, the, as the attack happened against Soleimani, uh, they, uh, they, I mean, I mean, death in, in the culture of Iraq and the Middle East. Is not usually celebrated, even if it's for your enemy. Some people do, but so the Iraqis have been quietly very happy with what happened, but also very concerned about what this meant. If it meant a one-off action by the United States that does not have a sustained strategy around it to contain to contain a wounded Iran, then they were concerned that Iran will double down, will come in heavy, and uh, use all its leverage in, in terms, forms of. Uh, armed groups and political leverage, economic leverage, and crush uh, any voice of dissent. And this, to a certain degree, so far has been successful in taking attention away from popular uh, demonstrations in the South, uh, where tens of thousands of Shia youth have been protesting against Iranian influence, against corrupt officials, and wanting a better future. And now they are trying to make an attempt to um, a, a call for a big demonstrations later this week, bringing attention from internal and outside Iraq to their cause. And if the turn of events find its way back to focusing on the demands of the people and early elections and giving us a, a, a new uh, government in Iraq that can strengthen the institution of the state, that may be the best course um, uh, to push on malign uh, external influence in Iraq and uh, get the, the country on a better trajectory.
0: Last question for you, Sarhang, and this has to do with Iran and the U.S. again, because the JCPOA, President Trump, withdrew from the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the Iran nuclear deal. The sense from the Obama administration was that, yes, Iran probably at some point will try to become a nuclear power, but we can delay that. This, does this just accelerate the conflict between the U.S. and Iran on that issue, or does this have something to do with something entirely different?
1: I mean, this is part of a bigger, um, this is definitely a key issue in part of the bigger issue with Iran, which is Iran is being seen as a destabilizing force in the Middle East, and it is seen in the form of its seeking uh, nuclear weapons, and that's seen as a threat to regional stability and beyond. Second, its ballistic uh, missile program is seen as a threat to uh, regional stability, and third, Uh, Iran's um, expansion beyond its borders and uh, wielding a lot of influence in countries like Iraq, Syria, Lebanon, Yemen. And uh, this package of issues will not go away. And the nuclear weapon uh, issue for the United States and for Israel may be the most important issue. So prospects of getting back to the table to discuss this under the current administration has always been slim but uh, moments like this uh, when both countries got very close to uh, to a, a, a war may send signals to both sides to reconsider again the chances are very slim but they are not non-existent so there is uh, th- th- that possibility could be still pursued uh, but iran may still choose to wait until after the elections to see if another administration uh, uh, could come, or if President Trump is elected, uh, will have a different um, position uh,
0: on Iran. Sarhang Hamaseed, thank you for joining us on POTUS this morning. I really appreciate your perspective.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Sarhang Hamaseed, Director of Middle East Programs at the United States Institute of Peace and Thoughts in Iran, the U.S. and Iraq, obviously intertwined here, tweeting at Sarhang, S-A-L-A-R.